sitting up here at the front with my young friend Jude. Uh, A few moments ago, he looked over at me and whispered in my ear, good luck with your sermon today. (laughs) I appreciate that, Jude. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. And if you're not sure who Jude exactly is, his picture is in the bulletin in the youth section. He's one of the boys that's faces looking down in that one shot. So uh, you can pick him out there. And uh, thank you, Jude. I appreciate that very, very much. Um, It's wonderful to share some great news this morning, and I'd just like to read this as it was uh, given to me. This is from Eric Thornton. When trauma comes, as it feels like it has for me over and over in the last few years, we are forced to ask ourselves what is of true importance. I've now been back at West Irwin for a year. Bill and Joyce are the only other two adults in this church who can relate to this statement. As an adult, I've never, quote, placed membership, unquote, at a church. I was hired by that church. So for the very first time, as I've been reminded this week by friends watching by my side as flames came up from my home or meals brought to my home, this church is my home. Eric Thornton places membership with us today, officially, and along with his sons, Wes and Cade, and we couldn't be happier because Eric has been a part of this church family longer than we have, Um, and we are very, very blessed to have you, brother, officially back home. As we think about this series that we've been walking through this summer on um, the Ten Commandments, today we come to the next to the last one. And before we get to it, I, uh, as I was preparing this lesson, I, I couldn't help but think of 1980s sitcoms. Now that I've said that out loud, I'm not sure that's probably a good statement to make. It is the plot of almost every 1980s sitcom, especially those set in the family context, such as The Cosby Show and Full House. Someone does something that will get them in trouble. They then do what? They lie. They lie about it. If it's Full House, it's likely one of the kids or one of the uncles. If it's The Cosby Show, it's likely Cliff, of course. They lie about it and keep from getting in trouble. That leads to other lies throughout the program. Then they finally tell the truth. That's when they cue the soft, warm music, give hugs all around, and everything is fine once again, all in the space of about 25 minutes. (laughs) Well, life is not exactly like that, but there are some similarities. One of the similarities is um, the temptation to not tell the truth. We've spoken previously in this series of the 2016 Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year, Post-Truth. And I mentioned this quote, a post-truth world is not one in which truth has ceased to exist, but one in which truth has ceased to matter. I appreciate what our Shepherd Wade Weathers shared earlier and prayed for that we would be in the Word, not just at church times, but every day, because that's what it takes to remain close to the Word and will of God, to be close to the truth. 
Because I do believe that in many instances and in many ways, we live in a post-truth world. (laughs) I don't think that that is something that we want, but it is something that in many cases, for many people, we ought to acknowledge. Perhaps, though, in this vacuum of truth in which we live today, telling and living the truth may be even more valuable and more appreciated than ever. When something is in low supply, typically its value goes up or down. It goes up. And if people living with integrity, if people believing in the truth becomes in shorter supply, it becomes in greater demand and is even more valuable and much more greatly appreciated. What I'm saying is this is a great opportunity for people who live by the truth, for people who live with integrity, because there's so many out there that are looking for something like that. And they can't get it on TV, and they can't get it in their uh, circles of friends or family. They can't get it at work. They can't get it in the many wonderful nonprofit volunteer places that they serve. They can't get it in their self-help books or podcasts. They're looking for truth. Who has it? Well, we have it. (laughs) We have the truth. And in the midst of a post-truth world, that gives us the opportunity to stand out in a good way. To stand out in ways, I think, that could bring harm to us, suffering of one sort or another, but in ways that could also bring the lost to come in contact with the one who is the truth. And so commandment number nine is this, live with integrity. Live with integrity. Exodus chapter 20 verse 16 says, you shall, <clears throat> you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. <laughs> it means don't lie. Tell the truth. And as we've done throughout this series, broadening that out to our whole lives in 2022 Tyler, Texas and beyond, this commandment tells us, commands us to live with integrity. As Wade said, to live a life that isn't just about ourselves, but it's about what's right and not just right for us, right for us at this particular moment, but right for all and especially right in the eyes of God. Live with integrity. I love the interaction between Jesus and Pontius Pilate in John 18 and 19. I hate the result of it, although I love it because it provides a way for me and my sinfulness to be forgiven and saved. But as a part of that interaction, we read these words in John 18, beginning at verse 36. Jesus said to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. Pilate thought, gotcha, you are a king then, he said. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, um, for this reason... 
I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And then in verse 38, Pilate asked the question that resonates through the centuries and is just as applicable today and dangerous and threatening today as it was when Jesus stood before Pilate and made that statement that forced Pilate to ask this question, what is truth? What is truth? Jesus said, everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. My kingdom is not of this world, but you're right, I am a king. In fact, I came into this world for that very reason. So that I could share the truth with people and so that everyone who hears my words and listens to the truth would be a part of that kingdom. And Pilate, being the lifelong politician that he was, (laughs) asks, what is truth? What is truth? Could be the question of a cynical politician who had given up doing, living according to the truth long before, but rather acting and living and speaking and doing things that would help his political agenda and career. It could be the pilot is reflecting the confusion of his day in the first century, which was very much like our day today, with the same kind of confusion. All kinds of messages out there. All kinds of individuals claiming to have the truth. And some even today saying there is no such thing as the truth. Live with integrity. It's a little bit uh, nervous for me to say I got the title for this lesson from the Roman pagan governor who condemned Jesus to death. But that's where it comes from. What is truth? A few things about this today. First of all, we speak the truth. We speak the truth. If you are a step ahead of me and you wrote, we tell the truth, I'm okay with that as well. (laughs) We speak the truth. In John chapter 8, Jesus says some things that cause the people that he's talking to to want to take his life. And leading up to that, when he assumes the position and the place and even the name of God towards the end of the chapter, he has this interaction back and forth with the Jewish leaders of his day. And he says this in John chapter 8, beginning in verse 42, talking to the Jewish leaders, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, the middle of verse 44. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth... You do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? 
Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Imagine that scenario. Jesus on trial, really, for his life. And his life was threatened after this discussion, but his time, his hour had not yet come, so he was able to escape. But telling those that are accusing him, your father is the devil. Your father isn't God. Your father isn't Father Abraham like you claim. Your father is the devil. And why is that? Because you don't listen to the truth. And Satan was a liar and is the father of lies. He was a liar from the beginning. He told the first one in Genesis 3, you shall not die. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul in urging us to live according to the new life, not according to the old way, says this in verse 25, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Why do we tell the truth? Why do we speak the truth? Why do we live with integrity? Because we are Christians. Because we are followers of God. Because we don't live according to the old way. We don't live the way the people around us live who have no concern about God or God's will or the truth. That's why we tell the truth. Not just because there's a BCV that says tell the truth, and there are, a book, chapter, and verse. But because this is who we are. We're people of the truth. We're new creatures in Christ. And a part of that is speaking the truth. Tony Dungy is a NFL Super Bowl winning coach, former coach and now a commentator for the NFL on television. And in spite of all of his success, even in spite of some of his failures, perhaps because of both, he was actually fired <laughs> from an NFL team. Coach Dungy writes this, ability and talent can't make up for a lack of character. What is more important to you? Talent, ability, or character. This Super Bowl winning coach felt the pressure every single day to win. Ability and talent can't make up for a lack of character. He goes on, we are far more effective in life when we believe it's important to be honest all the time. Not just to avoid getting caught in a lie. When we realize winning at all costs isn't worth it when the cost is our integrity. And when we understand that there really is a God who rewards good character. We don't just tell the truth because we don't want to get caught in a lie. We tell the truth because it's the right thing to do. We live the truth because it's the right thing to do. It is the truth. It's who we are. It's our character. It's our identity. Live with integrity. We speak the truth. Secondly, we live the truth. It's not just what we say, as important as that is. It's how we live. We live the truth. We live with integrity. Coach Dungey goes on, in any joint effort, family, work, church, or any other aspect of life, we have to have unwavering trust in each other. I have to be able to depend on you to follow through on what you say, and you have to be able to depend on me 
to do the same. Tell the truth. Live with integrity in all you say and in all you do. Speak the truth and live the truth. As Wade prayed, our young people and teachers and administrators have started back to school. If you were wondering when school starts, get on the bus. It's already going on. And that regularly puts them in situations where they have a choice of telling the truth or speaking something other than the truth. And it happens sometimes in some of the most surprising uh, ways. One of my favorite stories about Joyce, and I've got tons of them, most of which I'll not ever share with you, but I've got some that I can and still be able to, you know, answer to her. When she was going to school and she was a child, her parents, her, her grandparents had great faith. Her parents believed in God, believed in the Bible, didn't know anything about either. Never went to church. She never went to church until she started dating this crazy kid that was going to be a preacher when she was a senior in high school. But when we were little, when she was going to elementary school, people would, would ask you because it was, you know, the 1960s and the 1970s in San Antonio, Texas. And they would say, what religion are you? And she didn't know what to say. And so she went home one time and asked her mom, Mom, the kids at school are asking me, what religion am I? I, I don't know what to say. What am I? And there in South San Antonio, San Antonio in general, there were two primary religions, Catholicism and Baptist. And her mom had said, well, we, we, we certainly believe in God, but we're not Catholics. Just tell them you're a Baptist. <laughs> Well, that wasn't exactly true, but it took the heat off. It was okay for her. Just say you're a Baptist. Sometimes it's harder to tell the truth about how we live and who we are. Because it involves risk. Risk that we might lose something. Risk that we might damage a relationship. Today, it's as hard as it's ever been for our youth to tell the truth and not lie. Especially when lying seems like the best solution. Because it's the easy way out and it'll save them a lot of difficult consequences. It's so tempting today for them to hold back on living the life of faith and truth. When they know others will make fun of them or perhaps will no longer be friends with them. And so let me tell you, live that way anyway. Do the right thing anyway. Even if there's a cost, even if you're worried that someone might not be your friend, even if you're made fun of. And as we know in our world today, it's not just our kids. I think they face it in a special, predominant, daily way. But for all of us, living with integrity is risky. You're taking a risk. Things may not go well when you live with integrity, when you speak the truth, and when you live the truth. What does it take to do that, though? What does it take to speak the truth, to live the truth, especially when the truth is hard to tell, especially when the truth is hard to live, when you may have to pay a price for doing so? You may not get that promotion. You may see that friendship go away. Well, there are a lot of things that we could say here, and you could add to this list in better ways, I'm sure, but I'm just going to mention three things 
that it takes to speak the truth and to live the truth. Number one is courage. It takes courage. Sarah Bareilles had a great song years ago, I, I want to see you be brave. Be brave. We want our young people to be brave, to take the chance, to tell the truth, to live the truth, to stand up for Jesus Christ. And that's what we want for all of us. And that's why we're here today, either in person or online, because we need the encouragement to do that. It's hard, and it takes courage. Secondly, it takes humility. It takes humility because we have to be humble enough to realize that this may not be good for us in the short term. And we may sacrifice some things, and we need to be okay with that. It doesn't mean we like it. It doesn't mean we want it. It just means that we accept that reality because we're courageous to do the hard thing and because we're humble enough to accept the cost that might be attached to that. And then thirdly is a word I've already used, integrity. Integrity. My favorite definition of integrity is this. Integrity has been defined as what you do when you know that no one will ever find out. Do I have integrity? That's, that's the question. How do I act? How do I talk? What do I do? When I know that no one will ever find out. Again, it's from Coach Dungy's words saying, look, we don't just tell the truth because we don't want to get caught in a lie. We tell the truth because it's who we are. We don't just live with integrity because we're, there are people watching or they might hear about it. But we live that way because it's right. Because it's the truth. Because it's who we are. It is in those moments when we know no one will ever find out that we determine how we will act and what we will say and do when others are watching. When what we do will be known and not hidden. Those things don't just happen automatically. We train ourselves to be that way. We train ourselves to live that way. And then when the time comes, when it's public and we realize there may be a price to pay, we're ready because we've been practicing <laughs> we're disciplined people will respect your character more than they respect your accomplishments think about your own life isn't that true think about the people you respect the most today is it people that have just accomplished great things or is it people who lived with integrity, character? People will respect your character more than they respect your accomplishments. And a key element of character is trustworthiness. So young people, invite that friend to a youth devotional or activity. Or to your Bible class or even some other student that you don't know well, but who you know needs a lift. Offer them that encouragement. All of us can invite someone to Steve Holiday's message this Wednesday night. What an appropriate, timely message. And exactly the man to bring it, Steve Holiday is. You should invite someone to come with you Wednesday night at 6.30. Or to your small group activity today or next month. 
share one of these flyers on our Reconnect Marriage Workshop September 24th. Just grab a couple on your way out there at the information booth and give it to somebody. I was talking to our class. Don't give it to them and say, look, your marriage is in trouble. I know it's pretty cruddy. So here, come to this workshop. That may not be the best approach. (laughs) But what you can say is, hey, everybody in our church has marriages that can be enriched and improved. And this is something our church is offering. And I, I, I hope that you'll come so that your good marriage can be even better and stronger. Ask people what's going on in their life these days and genuinely listen. I've been hit at times by someone coming right out of the blue and saying, Bill, what can I pray for you today? I want to remember you in prayer every day this week. What is something specific that I can pray about for you? I tell you, if you have the courage and the humility to do that with someone that you would like to influence for the cause of Christ, you don't have to say another word. But you'll have that opportunity down the line. Show people your life of faith through your words and through your actions. As we close today, a couple of more passages from John, short passages. We live with integrity because we trust in the one who is the truth. In John 8, verses 31 and 32, Jesus challenged believers, the Jews who believed in him. And he said, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciple. Then, John 8, 32, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. We quote John 8, 32 a lot, but it needs to be seen in the light of John 8, 31, which says, you need to hold to my teaching because there is such a thing as the truth. And then in John 14, verse 6, Jesus makes it very, very clear. I am, one of those great I am statements in the gospel of John, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other, no other way except through Jesus. It's true in the first century when John wrote those words of Jesus. It's true today. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus himself answers Pilate's question. What is truth? Jesus says, I am. I am the truth. Jesus is the truth that will make us free. And in a post-truth world, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life matters more than ever. And I can almost guarantee you that it matters a whole lot more than some of the people in your circles are letting on that it does. They're thirsty for it. They're searching for it. They're wanting to find it. And you have it. You have it. Will you find a way to share it with them. This morning, if we can help you speak and live the truth of Jesus Christ, to live with integrity, come as we stand and sing our song together.